But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. Uh, what is going on, everybody? My God, look at that national championship shirt I got to stare at tonight. I knew this it was, was just a matter of time. Uh, welcome on in to Illegal Ham to the Face, a Network 216 show. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. He is Big Bri. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How you doing? This is like the best week for you, isn't it? Like, this is just yeah, hands I'm down. Like, you're just on cloud nine, just, you know, enjoying life, aren't you? All expectations, all the fruition has come to be from the start of the season, even though the Browns year hasn't looked quite like we thought. But, um, but man, what a start to 2024. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, Justin said that's okay. He's wearing his Flacco Browns jersey. It is great to be back live again. We had to pre-record the show last week. Um, I was in the comments for a little bit last week, you know, chiming in with people. Uh, we had over, Bri, we had over 1,200 views on Twitter. We had over 120 views on YouTube. So please keep it up, people. Tell your friends about Oof. us. We're having fun. We're going to keep doing it the way we do it, Bri. And start the show with a little bit of shout-outs. Uh, I will go first this week. I did see our boy Phillips today. So I got to see pictures of the baby girls. So congratulations to Phillips. Shout you out. Shout out my mom and everybody. And then I got to shout out my baby sister for making us this guy right here. Look at this illegal ham to the face t-shirt. Boom. Got <laughs> cup and everything. So can't wait. Wow. Can't wait to get all that stuff going. Um, but just thank you to everybody. And Brian, you got any shout outs this week? Yeah. Let me shout out the guy that, uh, my buddy who got me this shirt, you know, uh, Turner, um, and I told you, believe it or not, he is a Ohio State alumni. And <laughs> out of all my friends, he got me this shirt. So shout him out. His wife is a big Michigan fan. So uh, he oh. got her a shirt and he got me a shirt. And believe it or not, his wife is also an Ohio State alumni. So I don't know how that happens, how you go to Ohio State, but you're a big Michigan fan. So I I don't know. She can separate her, her fandom from uh, from the studies, I guess. I couldn't do it, I don't think. Could you ever possibly do that? Could you go to Michigan? Oh, no. Oh, no. I know, no. right. That's tough like, to do. I don't, know, I don't know how she did it. Like, did something happen that she just said? Um, it might be, you know something? I know Turner. It might be because of Turner. No, they met. They met at Ohio State. No, no, no. I'm they not didn't know they, each other beforehand. I, I'm not saying it's not because of that. I'm just the the fandom that Turner has for Ohio State and the way he acts sometimes might have turned the wife off to Ohio State and turned her on to Michigan. 
No, no. She so she's from up around northwest Ohio, like uh, uh the farm yeah. the farmlands around like Toledo. Um oh, like so she's area? from right closer to uh closer to Michigan. So um so yeah, I think she I, I'm guessing she just grew up in a Michigan family, but um mm-hmm. yeah, why would you why do you want to go to Ohio State growing up in a Michigan family? I don't know. Of course, a lot of people can't get into Michigan, so they just their their fallback school is Ohio State. Well, unless you're paid to come play football and you know, you can get whatever you want out of Michigan. Um, congratulations, but nice. I, I, I know I gave you a little backhanded slap the first night, but you know, Michigan went all the way. I forgot how many seniors they had on that team, Brian. A lot of seniors on that team. And you know something, that defense is a legit defense. And to go through, beat Alabama, go through and get your championship. You know, congrats, bud. I know you're celebrating with Babe and Pat, so uh, enjoyed seeing that face. God, that's an ugly <laughs> face. I'll tell you what, as soon as I got the picture of you two drinking together, I'm like, of course, like the one friend that you have that just, you know, you're with, and then it's got to be that face, that face you got to hang out with. Like, I am surprised you don't get more bar fights with that guy than anybody. <laughs> so we went, so I Googled um, like Michigan watch parties in Northeast Ohio and not a whole lot came up. I was expecting more, but it said something about like uh, Saucy Brew Works. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're like a, oh, yeah. a local brewery. Yeah, they have yeah. several uh, locations in Northeast Ohio. So there was one Saucy Brew Works in Ohio City, and they live downtown. So I drove up there, crashed on the couch, and then we just drove to uh, to Ohio City to watch it there. And I, there are 15, 20 Michigan fans there, so it was a good time. Um, I'm still in shock, still in awe, um, you know, just the way they shut down Penix. Because uh, I told you, I thought he should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. I thought and so I think too. he's been he's been the best college quarterback this year and to only give up 13 points to them. And it's just, it's the ultimate, it was the ultimate team defense because they don't have any studs. They don't have any Aiden Hutchinsons or, or anybody like that who's going to be a top 10 pick. Um, but I don't know something about it and they're probably going to lose their head coach and their defensive coordinator and uh you know st- start a new next year but uh but for the next several months i'm going to be enjoying this one hey that's all right enjoy it bud i mean the the little backhanded slap i gave you was uh you know you guys were due you haven't had a championship since 1948 and then you kind of get a little upset with that and i was like i understand why but when you're co-champs with somebody it's like kissing your sister and it really shouldn't count <laughs> Not their fault. Not their fault for going undefeated in a year and in a, a season where they had a flawed system. So, as as arrogant as Ohio State fans are, let's just recap: in the last twenty years, Ohio State has won national championship. Michigan has won national championship in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Last thirty years, Michigan has two. Ohio State has two. In your lifetime, in my lifetime, they have the exact same amount of national titles. So. God, I, I mean, that it's that hurts. Yeah. And right now, Michigan, it's hard to argue that Michigan's not above Ohio State after putting it to them the last three years. And uh, I, so, Ohio State fans, they're so focused on recruiting, recruiting, recruiting class. We got this guy, we got that guy in recruiting. Two out of the last three years, you haven't even been competitive with Michigan. So, you're going to have to eat a green one on that one. Yeah. But man. hey, I, I'm excited. I love your coach. 
So I'm going to love your new quarterback completing 61% in the Big 12. That's my kind of guy. Everybody torches him. Looks what Penix did to the Big 12. Looks what Joe Burrow a couple years ago did to the Big 12 in the college football playoffs, and that's the best teams. This guy couldn't even complete 61% against, like, Iowa State and Oklahoma but, State and Kansas. But, but, Bri, he played at Kansas State. Like what? What exactly? Kansas State exactly. Have? No, to stop. You're what? taking a Kansas State quarterback, and he's your guy. It's not I like I'm it. taking him. I'm not taking him anywhere. He's your guy, regardless. Ugh, you you got to deal with it for the next year. Yeah, better hope for an 18 year old kid. Justin, me too. I miss Rich Rod. I do too. I thought uh, Justin big, was. You said last week Justin was a Michigan fan. He was. He was rooting right along with you. I don't know what the heck is going on. Uh, <laughs> the champ is in the house. Uh, big man, our fantasy. Legal yeah, congrats, big man. Champ is in here. Gave me a little. Do you want hmm? Have you have you shown everyone the belt yet? I have not shown everyone. I don't have it in my possession yet. I'm getting it. Ah, this shoot. So, okay. uh, but I will. You've seen the belt. Big man's seen the belt. Um, he showed me a little. He told me a little wrinkle he might want to add to the uh, fantasy football league, but we'll see when we get there. Uh, I can't M- wait. MC said Bry's getting a little out of control right now, which is you know. Hey, oh come on! No, it's okay. Almost right? forty years old, and this is basically the first uh, national title I can actually remember and uh, celebrate. This one and so this one and the Cavs. I basically mm-hmm. have two championships in my adult life that I can celebrate. So it w- which brought me back to the, the question we've discussed before, and I'll give my list real quick, and then maybe you can give your list. Because obviously I'm head over heels. I love Michigan football. But a Michigan championship is nothing, not like a, a Cleveland championship for me. So it goes Browns, number one. I'm going to say Guardians, number two, because the Cavs just won one. So I'd pro- even though I like basketball better than than uh, baseball, I put the Guardians number two because I, I want to see them win a championship. Then the Cavs would be three, and then four is Michigan football. So what do you got? I got the Browns and the Guardians. The Cavs, I'm not really – like Browns, Guardians, one, two. I would put Ohio State three. And since the Cavs just won one, they're rebuilding in the NBA, especially for us. You know, it's hard being a basketball fan in Cleveland. I mean, we've we've had a LeBron, but without LeBron, we've been kind of like, eh. and you know, I just it's hard for me with that one. If anything else, it would for me, it would be Columbus Blue Jackets. I would love a Blue Jackets championship. Go down and party with my sister and my brother-in-law and have a fun there. Because obviously, we got the soccer championship, but I haven't been down to party with them yet, and that'd be fun. But yeah, it would go Browns, Guardians, Ohio State. Probably, yeah, Cavs and then Yeah. So you've, you've, uh, I don't know if, if Ohio State's falling down your power rankings or the Browns maybe with this magical run are moving up because before, last time I asked you, Ohio State was number one. Yeah. But the Browns, the Browns, okay, since we've been doing this show, I have been more in depth. Like, I don't know. Like, I used to follow the recruiting and everything else with Ohio State. I have been more into the Browns now than I have with Ohio State football that I know the players that are there, Brian. I know what's going on, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to do both, but I'm more focused on the Browns right now than anything. Can I say something that's going to upset you? Go ahead. Typical Ohio State fan. 
bandwagoner. As soon as they start doing bad, uh, I don't pay attention to Ohio State. But if they were making the college football playoff every single year, like right, they'd be now, your number on. one. But on. but now that they're they losing on. to Michigan, like Brian, oh yeah, on. you know I'm kind of off them a little bit. No, now Brian, listen, did I not watch that piece of shit game they had against Missouri? Yes. Did I not text you during that game against Missouri? Yes. Did you ask me if I was going to shut off that game and not watch it anymore? And I told you, no, I'm going to finish watching this piece of shit and we're just going to go from there. It's not like <laughs> my fandom hasn't changed. It's not like I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm just saying right now with the run that the Browns are on is a different run than what once they lost to Michigan, Bry, it's not, that season's over. It really doesn't matter anymore to us because we go to the playoffs, right? That's what we're supposed to do. So since we lost to Michigan, if Michigan would have lost to Ohio State and not gotten to the playoffs, would you fucking care and watch anything else? No, my, mine hasn't changed. The Browns are my ride or die. Yeah. Even, so even through 1-16 and 16, or 0-16 oh or whatever. But, but yeah, you know, it, it's everyone. I'm just giving you a hard time. But it's funny to me because uh, I've always said I know it's the, the easiest thing in sports is to be an Ohio State fan, Ohio State football fan. It takes your 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 uh, favored in ninety five percent of your games. Your favorite to win, and you win ninety percent of your games. So it's the easy, and and obviously the last couple of years in the Michigan, hey. it's been very easy to be a Michigan fan the last couple of years. But just just admit we're Alabama. Just admit we're Alabama. Just <laughs> that's what Alabama it is. with it. six national titles in the last fifteen years. You think you're on that level? You well, have they, one. Hey, they you they have win. one. They win 95% of their games. You know, their yes. favorite 95% of their games, they win 90% of them. Hey, so do we. Six, six championships, one championship. You tell me if that's close. I can't help it that they give hand jobs out to the people at ESPN in the college oh, football playoffs. Georgia, and, and right here, MC Lawrence, Georgia should is the true national championship. I, well, I'm yeah. not saying they're not. I, that should have been the other team that should have been in besides <clears throat> Texas. But you, it is what it is. You guys, you guys are just going down the checklist of Ohio State fans. Now you're making excuses. Oh, well, wow. they're doing this. Go. We're not doing that. Yep. And then you go just, to checklist number three. Well, we were rooting for Alabama. Then Alabama lost. So then we were rooting for Washington. And then Washington lost. So we're just going to say Georgia would have beat you anyways. I didn't say I love Georgia it. was going to beat them. He, he saying, just did whoever this no, guy is. I'm saying – MC, True national I, championship. I am just saying that Georgia should have been in the playoff. No, they lost to Alabama. Why? See, see what you don't lost. understand is that there was, was really a six. Lost. There was really a sixteen playoff. I know. Alabama and Georgia played hey. each other. The winner advanced. Michigan, Ohio State played each other. The winner advanced. So that's how you got down to your four. They got eliminated because they played a head head. Well, what about Florida State? Then they won. They didn't advance. I, I was with you. They, they should have been in there. I was with you. They, they got screwed, but uh, but yeah, they weren't winning anything anyways with their third string quarterback. So you know something, nothing, nothing like a legal hand coming in hot and heavy on college football right out of the gate. Because, yeah, you, I knew you, this was going to happen. Gonna count. You can't, you can't bring me down right now. I'm number one. I'm not. I'm not trying to bring you down, bud. I'm enjoy it. Enjoy I'm punching it, down bro. at Ohio State right now. Hey, you're on your own. But, but they have right a good now. recruiting class, and that's the only thing they seem to care about. Well, I recruits. guess. I mean, all I know is I got a whole bunch of seniors now coming back to Ohio State that would have gone in the draft. Give me, give me three, three must see guys for next year. Abuka, okay, I'll, I'll spot you that one. Who else? 
Uh, Buka, the running back from uh, Ole Miss that we ended up getting in. What's his name? Oh, oh, now, now he's. You can't even tell me anything about him. He's from Ole Miss. What am I supposed to? Quinshawn Judkins. Yeah. Okay. Old, so now you're excited about an Ole Miss running back? Oh my God, bro, you're killing me. <laughs> and Jack's telling you, you can't knock me off right now. You know, Ohio State will be good next year, and they're like I said, they're going to be favored in 95 percent of their games. But uh, they're nothing I'm afraid of anymore. All right. all right. Hey, you just. Will Johnson, who's your quarterback? Will Thomas? Hey, it's all right. You just keep writing. 61%. Just keep Not much of an upgrade eyeballs. over Kyle McCord, I don't think. Hey, just remember this. And I, I want you to remember this. And I want you to enjoy this national championship, especially when oh, in about six months, there's going to be an asterisk behind it because something fucking happened. And, you know, Harbaugh will be gone. And then all the. All the worms will start coming out like they did with Trestle and Urban. So See, you just, let's you enjoy. Just keep going. That's number four. Let's There's look, number four. Going. Check. Okay. Yep. Hey, I'll keep going. Question go the validity five. of it. Okay. Now. All right. I like yeah. this. See, you're it's just right. typical Ohio State fan right now. That's I can fine. read you from a mile away. It's all right. You got to cheat to win. That's fine. That's fine. Number yeah, one. There's great <laughs> success. Great all right. success. All right. Enjoy it, Brian. I really do. Hey. That's awesome. I'm glad they did. They actually did play one hell of a championship game. And to stop Penix like they did kind of shocked me. I thought Penix was going to have a little Yeah, you and me both. And I'm not going to tell you I knew they were going to beat him by three touchdowns. I'm not going to yeah. disrespect Washington like that. But, hey, they did. They played a hell of a game. It just sucks that, uh, yeah, like I said last week, they're probably going to move on to Sharon Moore. And, you know, we'll have to guess how good that quarterback is and coach is. And we'll see what happens, Brian. I mean, it's a long, long offseason. And speaking hey. of offseason, as we're in right. college football, uh, Nick Saban retired, Bry. Uh, so not only did he not beat Michigan in the you know playoffs, now he's got to quit because Michigan beat him. That's what it was. He said, finally, finally, Michigan beat me. I got to quit. I can't do this anymore. It's uh, <clears> We're done. <throat> Alabama's time is done. The SEC is done. I got to walk away. And went and just his little swan song out and – who the hell do you think is going to coach Alabama now, Bray? So this is the last puffing of the chest that I'll do as a Michigan fan. So Michigan beat in the last game, this last game, Michigan beat the greatest college head coach ever, Nick Saban. In the, his last game, Michigan beat the greatest college football player ever, Tim Tebow, in 2007. They beat In their very last game, they beat Tebow and Saban. Greatest respective player slash coach, but um, I I told you I thought it was going to be Dabo, um, just because he's he's an Alabama alum. He seems to have fallen on some harder times at uh at Clemson, but um, but it sounded like they wanted this guy from Oregon, but he's going back. Um, so I I don't I don't know. I mean, you're Alabama at this point. You can basically have anybody, but probably like. Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, Kirby Smart. You can have anybody else you want. You can have Steve Sarkeesian if you so please. But um <clears throat> yeah, it's it was a shocker to everybody. Um Saban, who has a lot of ties to Ohio, uh Kent State alum. Uh, I think he played defensive back at Kent State. Uh Toledo head coach in nineteen ninety, uh Brown's defensive coordinator. And Medina uh, native used to live in Medina when he was the defense coordinator and it was the Browns. And so 
Yeah, it's he's you know he's kind of a curmudgeon. He's kind of like the Bill Belichick, um, which we maybe we'll get to later. But um, but he's he's good dude. He's someone I know. Ohio State fans, even me as a Michigan fan, I never really rooted against Saban. I just I appreciated um, you know, his greatness really because after it it took a while for him to build the program to where it was, you know, in the last five years or so. But uh, he turned it into like the the Yankees, to where you just get better talent than everybody else, and um, you know. So I have a lot of appreciation for where he where that program was when he took over to where it is today, and just how far he's come. Yeah, and it's one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. I, it's just there's no hands down nothing, and you know they started making jokes this morning about the. Uh, Alabama State Police that kind of follow him around all the time. He's got like four people as his guard. They were joking around about him doing Saturday Night Live with uh, the state police with him as he's walking into like a store or something. He's like, oh, yeah, let me buy this. They're just pushing people out of the road. Just, you know, (laughs) but hey, he's going right off into the sunset. And, you know, another retiree that uh, Brown's tied is Bill Belichick. Uh, Him and the Patriots are kind of parting ways right now. A lot of people speculating that the uh, Cleveland Browns will be getting uh, some special coordinators uh, because they deserve to be here uh, with Belichick and Saban together, which would be nice. (laughs) Oh, you mean them coming back to uh, be coordinators under Kevin Spansky? That would be, hey, that would be the Super Bowl (laughs) right there, Bri. That would be everything. (laughs) The Hey, the year, hold on, the year that they couldn't get it done because they got fired and they took the team away from us and they come back for the Super Bowl. It's it's one of the greatest things that uh that people don't talk about near enough. Just the fact that the greatest what what at least in our time, you know, I, how they compare to Bear Bryant and Don Shula, I really don't know. But um, in our time, the greatest college football coach and the greatest pro football coach were both in Cleveland, Ohio, coaching for the Browns. And Art Modell had to go and screw it up and take the team away and get rid of everybody. Um, but yeah, if you remember. I don't really remember because I was only in elementary school, but uh, 94, they went to the playoffs, looked like they were building something. And then 95, I, I want to say they started like three and one or something in 95. And then the news came down that uh, that they were moving the team and just kind of took the wind out of their sails. And I believe they ended up missing the playoffs. They might've only won five or six games that year. So yeah. Another thing to hate Art Modell for. Yeah. And people, Hey, but according to the sun, it was just a pause in time. We've always had a football team. It was just a pause. Cleveland Browns never left. It was just a pause. Well, you won a Super Bowl, you smug son of a bitch. All right. It's I had hard. to get that off of my chest. No, By the way, please go is... for it. <laughs> All right, Bryce. So we are, hey, we got a whole bunch of stuff done already. Um, we do. Do you have trivia tonight, bud? Oh, shoot. I do. Um, but it's in my, uh, I took a snapshot of something. So if you want me to, if you want to fill a bus or I can go get it. I forgot to write it down though. Uh, why don't you go get it real quick? Yep. And I'll fill in for a little bit and we'll talk about you can, it. Tell, it, tell everyone dog. about the, yeah, the dog of the week. All right. We'll go through city dogs. I'll kick you out of here. Yep. See you. All right. So always our trivia is brought to you by city dogs, Cleveland. And City Dogs has been true to us and great to us. And we always have a dog of the week for our trivia. And this week we have, and I got screwed up here. 
His name is Hamhawk. Cannot go wrong with a dog named Hamhawk. Uh, you got him right here. Playful puppy. There with uh, Chomps and the City Dog mascot. And just please go adopt. Um, City Dogs has been amazing to us. Um, if you can't adopt, please donate. Um, they take anything and everything. Um, he's an idiot. Hamhawk's an idiot? Come on, MC. Easy. Um, no, Hamhawk is is a great dog. And just go out and adopt, please. Help them out as best as you can. Um, they're truly a great organization. They do a lot for all these dogs. As you can see, everybody pictured here with everything set up. And also, they got one heck of a thing going on. One more picture of Hamhawk with all his Browns gear on right there. And this weekend, because the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs, they got the playoff pups. At your city dog pound, adopters receive a special bag with treats and more from the Milkbone and the Browns. From Friday to Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., if you adopt a dog, you get a bag, get a little treat set up. Also, we are in the works with City Dogs, getting something set up for another fundraiser for next year with them. Um, hopefully it melt and have a good time like we did last year. But please go adopt a dog from City Dogs. Uh, they need all the help they can get. And I'm going to play the sounder now because I see Bri's face pop right back in here. So... There we go. There's our trivia. Bri is writing it down vigorously right now. You doing good? I got you. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm sorry, MC. I saw that. That's uh, we were talking about David Modell, and he called him an idiot right when I was talking about Ham Hawk. I'm like, that dog's not an idiot. I don't even know that dog. <laughs> he was talking about David Modell. Fair, so, fair, very fair. All right, Brian, um, give it to me. Yep, I got you with it being uh playoff time. Um and the Browns really being maybe a Miami Dolphins win away from being the number one seed. It, it got me thinking, when was the last time the Browns had a first-round bye in the playoffs? Oh, Nikes. That's a good one, big fella. I like that one. All right. All right. All right. That's a good one. All right. We'll get back go to back. that here at the end of the show. Damn, talk about hit me in the face with a baseball bat right out of the gate. Thanks, Bri. Now I got to put my thinking cap on. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, it's, it's gettable. It's gettable? It's gettable? Okay. Yeah, so that, that should be a, a clue for you. All right. It's gettable. All right. All right. Well, let's get into our show, Bri. Um, we got, we're going to be talking some Browns here. Um, coaching Carousel has gone completely nuts, Bri. Uh, Vrabel's been fired. Uh, Pete Carroll is kind of, um, uh, let's say, retired-ish um, onto the better pastures of life. Bill Belichick's out. Uh, Arthur Smith is out at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Bry, who else do you think it might be on the chopping block here soon, bud? Because they're saying they're bringing back Eberflus back to uh, Chicago, which is, ugh, that's I don't know about that one, but we'll see what happens. What do you think about all these firings so far? 
Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to be too surprised by anyone. I guess Rabel, uh, a little bit surprising just because he's held in high regard uh, around the coaching circles in the NFL. Um, but they struggled mightily this year. They were, they were really pretty bad uh, at times. Without and then, but then they got it back together, beating the Jaguars in the final week of the season. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is is somewhat expected. Uh, Arthur Smith really, you know, just never really amounted to anything. Couldn't get anything going offensively the last few years and start using some of these high draft picks. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Vrabel goes. Um, a lot of people think maybe the Patriots. Um, I think he's not to crush Ohio State fans even more. It sounds like he's gonna maybe look to take a, a NFL job. Um, somebody asked him last year or a couple months ago if he would ever have interest in going to college, and he said he would not. Um, and it's hard to blame him. I think honestly, that's college to be a college football coach anymore is just a complete shit show. Uh, you see. Jim Harbaugh wants to get out of it. Nick Saban wants to get out of it. Um, you know, if you're if you're thought of as being one of the best uh, football coaches, you probably want to go to the NFL because you don't have to deal with NIL. You don't have to deal with the transfer portal to where you have to be a salesman nonstop trying to sell, not, not just to recruits now, you have to sell the program to your own players every single year. Otherwise, you know, they're, you know, 18, 19 year old kids, they're temperamental and, uh, and you do something to upset them and they're going to say, well, screw you. I'm going in the transfer portal. And so nobody wants to deal with that. Now you're also having to be a GM basically, because you're having to structure these NIL deals to give these kids money. And if they don't get enough money, they're just going to go somewhere else. So I totally understand why people are avoiding college football, but um, to get back to the NFL, yeah, I think Vrabel is going to be a hot commodity. Um, Belichick, I think maybe not every single team is going to be looking to get a Belichick, but he'll pretty much be able to name wherever he wants to go. Um, and then as far as that, I don't know about the other things that would really surprise me much. I guess Tomlin, there are some rumors out there a few days ago that Tomlin might, uh, might be looking to move on from the Steelers or maybe take a break or something from professional football. So if he did that, that would surprise me a little bit, but Steelers fans are crazy because I'm sorry, I'm going to keep throwing slander at Ohio state Steelers fans, of Ohio state, their, their expectations are high every single year. And if you don't go undefeated and win the championship, then, then we want to get rid of you. It's, you know, what Tomlin's done with, uh, with the Steelers, uh, roster, which is not good at all, and to get them where they are is pretty unbelievable. But it's not good enough for the Steelers. So, you know, I, I hope I hope Tomlin leaves and, and they get somebody and they start going six and eleven or whatever, five and twelve every year, and they get a dose of that for a while because it's it's funny. I, I love where they're at right now because they're basically in purgatory. They're just they're they're not good but they're not bad enough to start getting top 10 picks. So they're just kind of stuck in the middle. So for me, I love it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot of other thoughts about the coaching carousel in the NFL. It's just, I guess last year there were only maybe five, 
coaches, that, uh, five or six that lost their job, and the average is like seven and a half. So uh, people kind of see this coming to where, well, last year not many guys got fired. So this year there's probably going to be a lot of openings, and, and I think we're seeing that. Yeah. Uh, do you – now, I, I got to ask you a true question because th- this is what I personally – do you think Belichick's done coaching? Do you think he'll take oh, no. Do you think he'll actually coach again? He wants he wants to break Shula's record from from everything that I've. Heard. I mean, and I'm not a reporter or anything. I'm like just that, curious. But, I mean, at his yeah. age, everything else, and just you know the knowledge <laughs> that he has, being more of a front office than a coach, because I mean, he had total control there at the Patriots. Yeah, I think it was maybe mutual. Um, just my opinion. I think uh, they were ready to move in it to a different direction, and he was ready to move on to a. Uh, a team that could maybe win uh, now. And, and, you know, that's why the Chargers would probably be uh, very appealing for him. You could go there, get the defense right, and uh, and just turn over the offense to Herbert. And, yeah, I, I'd be a little yeah. afraid of that. All right. I'm just curious. Um, Jose Cotto is here tonight, Brian. Yeah, my man. Didn't show up for work today because he had a doctor's appointment, but he's talking about disability and, you know, wanting to – Kick back and relax. So, putting it, putting it all out there for him. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I had to. He's all excited about it. You know, <laughs> I'm off and you know getting paid for it and just loving life. Um, what he said? What was his comment? No, he just said, "Hey guys, how are we doing? We're doing great tonight." Oh. Bryce doing that. better than me, obviously, because you know, Bryce just on that high. No doubt. Right now. Um, Justin. Oh God, Justin, you're just going to get used to this. I was looking at your draft order. We still have a first round pick. How's that trade working out? Justin, we're not going to have a first round pick for like the next two years. So you might as well just suck it up. No, this is it. This is the last one. Is this the last one? Are you sure? Because I'm sure we could trade away a first round pick for something. They might, you know, when you're in win now mode, first round draft picks aren't as important as when you're, you know, picking in the top 10 every single year. All right. And we did talk about a little bit about the Steelers. Trust me, we're getting to the Browns right after this. I do have to ask a <laughs> question. All right, we're getting to the Browns right after this one. How the hell do the Steelers keep backdooring their damn way into the fucking playoffs, Bri? I mean, they needed anything and everything to happen, and then they backdoored it right in. They backdoored it right in. Like, can we just... Uh, I know you're happy with purgatory for the Steelers, Bri. I'm not happy mm-hmm. with purgatory. You want to know why I'm not happy with purgatory? Because we had to have nothing. For two years, Bri, nothing for two years to build back up to where we're at. I want the Steelers to have nothing. No, no. I, I love where they're at. I absolutely love where they're at because Mason Rudolph certainly isn't the answer. And I pray that they go back to Kenny Pickett next year because he, he ain't going to win nothing. Um but so yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah, you know, we know that we're, we're right. the luckiest franchise in the NFL, and it's not even close. Back they didn't right play. In. They didn't have to play Joe Burrow twice. Uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson didn't play this past game. Um, they didn't have to play Deshaun Watson one time, and they still lost that game. I forgot that last week. Mm-hmm. Shout out to DTR for getting us that win. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so they were five and one in the division. Um, but they didn't have to play. <laughs> they beat Lamar once, and they beat Deshaun once, and, and that was about it. And, and they beat them in just ugly games. You know, you remember the Steelers I game. Know. They got two defensive touchdowns, and, you Still. know, Nick Chubb 
tearing his knee up, you know, 15 minutes into that game and everything, everything turns up their way, but you know, they're, they're not going to win anything. So I don't right now, I don't really care. You know, maybe who knows by the grace of God, they find a way to beat the bills, but they're not going anywhere this year. What you just the hate coming from Justin is just you will just ignore it. You don't like, have to put like it a nuclear. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be nine months of this. And well, probably for as long as he claims to be a Browns fan, he's just gonna trash on the Browns. So oh ignore it. Put it put it in the spam folder Craig. so we don't even need to see it. Craig's here. Woof woof. Let's go Browns. What's going on? There you go, Craig. I love the positivity, Craig. Thanks, there sir. All right, people, it's time. Let's do it. I'm going to bring it up because uh, Chris is here and enjoying it. So let's do it. All right. So far for your Cleveland headlines, we are in the wild card round. We are playing Houston Texans who had to win or go home and they beat up on the Colts to make it in. And then the Jags lost to give them Bry. It was either wild card or division and the Houston Texans won the division. How about that shit? Uh, so we're playing Houston down in Houston. We are a two and a half point favorite Bry, and we are starting to get healthy, but sort of injured at the same time. And now that we're on Thursdays, we get to preview everything. So right now, uh, Delpit is off of IR, but he is not playing this game, right? He is already mm-hmm. ruled out for this game. Hopkins is ruled out for this game. And I believe, is it Tillman is out for this game also? With yeah, concussion. concussion. Yep. Um, all, today, what really sucked, though, is the news that came down today. Um, man, Denzel Ward with a little bit of a knee injury during practice. Uh, he was limited. They're get, they're hoping that he plays. He's questionable right now. Juan Thornhill is questionable right now. Um, so we got a lot to, man, we got a lot to dive into here. Playing Houston, Bry, uh, Miles Garrett, CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, that we got to stop that dynamic. So how are you feeling about this matchup? I mean, was this the team that you wanted to play or did you want to play somebody else? I, I didn't, I didn't have a strong feeling, uh, Either way, as much as some people did uh, for what NFC South team we were going to play. The Jags are the most talented team and the team that I'd be the most afraid of, but they've played like hot garbage over the last month. They've played like one of the worst teams, frankly. They they were like eight and four and they finished nine and eight or something. So they were probably the team I would have preferred because they're playing so terrible but they played bad enough to where they didn't even get in. And then uh, between the Texans and the Colts, it was a coin flip. I mean, if you watch the game last Saturday, it came down to the Colts went for it on fourth down, um, and it was fourth and one, and they threw to the running back out in the flat, and he dropped it. They hit him right in the hands. He dropped it. So he catches that. Maybe they go in, and they win the game. The Colts and the Texans are pretty much neck and neck, so I didn't really have a preference there. I know people are afraid of C.J. Stroud and what he might bring, but I'm not. Um, And thinking back to the Colts game, we barely beat the Colts. I know it was with P.J. Walker, but uh, but the defense gave up 38 points. So uh, the Colts' offense, you know, it's not like they're just 
a terrible team and they can't put up any points. Gardner Minshew, he can have flashes to where he looks pretty damn good. He looks like a top 10 guy at times, but uh, he's just not consistent enough. So uh, between between those teams, I didn't really have a preference. I don't know. Did you have a preference? I would have rather played the Colts because I think we would have matched up better against the Colts. But uh, it's just, God, the Colts. I feel so bad for the Colts. Like how, okay, right, I watched that game. I was so enthralled in that game. How the hell do you have your best player on the bench on the fourth, and then you try to throw the ball to the running back? What? Yeah. What? What? Taylor was first, came back, and you could have got the first down, and you threw it to your backup running back, and you underthrew it horribly. Like, he was wide open, Brian. He was going to get the first down. There was no advantage. If he would have put it on him, that was a first down, and that's a different kind of ball game what you got going on there. But, Mm -hmm. man, he just – but I'm telling you what, the connection between Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud is unreal, Brian. And it's it's hard for me to say this because it's Ohio State, Who, Michigan. Ohio right? Who Michigan that? Connected. How do they Who have that one? Um, but <laughs> um, you know, I really didn't care because I I still see. I think the AFC South is good, Bry, but they're not great. They have a lot of good teams that are starting to come up. You know, you have the Colts. Colts lost their quarterback at the beginning. The Jags started downhill slide as soon as Trevor Lawrence got hurt. And the Houston Texans, nobody expected Houston Texans to do this. Like they mm-hmm. expected him to win a few games, not this. And you know, you got to give. I know I want to give Coach Stefanski, you know, Coach of the Year props, but man, you got to give Houston's coach some props too for that team. Um, but you know, I it is what it is. We play who we play, Brian. I would have rather seen the Colts, but we got Houston. We're flying to Houston, and let's have some fun in Houston now. The thing that does scare me about this game, Bri, is our defense is kind of on the road. Uh, we've been playing great defense as of late, but on the road, and plus with Denzel Ward kind of nicked up, I would love to see Emerson on Nico Collins, a bigger safety or a bigger corner on top of Nico Collins the entire game. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a running game, Bri. Uh, running game's kind of hit or miss. Um, I think this game might come down to what we do on defense and special teams, bud. Um, I think that's how we're going to end this game. Um, you got any like picks that you want to see? Who do you want guarding Nico Collins? Oh, I think Everson makes a ton of sense. Uh, like you said, you know, um, uh, Collins is 6'4", and Emerson's a big corner, 6'2". Um, so that makes a ton of sense to me to put to match those two guys up. And I, I, honestly, I don't understand why more teams don't shadow, um, you know, with one corner on one receiver for most of the game. I can't understand, like, um, going back to the other side of the ball, uh, Mari Cooper, who had a tremendous game against the Texans, put up set all kinds of records. Uh, the Texans had a cornerback who was the defensive player of the month, I heard today, uh, Derek Stingley, defensive yeah. player of the month in the AFC. And it's like, well, didn't we play the Texans in December? Um, so why? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll make adjustments and just stick Stingley on Cooper and just have him shadow him all over the field because um, that would make a ton of sense to me. But, uh, but yeah, um, with the defense, I think, yeah, you definitely stick Emerson on Collins and then you let, you know, you let Denzel Ward, hopefully it sounds like maybe there's a little optimism towards the end of the day today that he's going to give it a go. Um, 
but you let him, as long as he's feeling well, you let him shut down one side of the field, like, uh, like shut down corners do. And then you let, uh, you let Emerson try to handle Collins and yeah, I don't, I'm not buying, even though he's a Michigan guy, I'm not buying that, uh, that he's some great receiver. I think he's an above average receiver, but, um, but he seems to be getting it done now. So I don't think you have to give him like special attention or anything like that. I just, CJ Stroud throws a nice deep ball. So one thing that scares me a little bit is, uh, is our safeties. Yeah. And especially with Juan Thornhill, so questionable Delpit being out, that means we're going to be back down to probably Ronnie Hickman again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's fine. They play great. I'm not saying they haven't played great, Bri, but you know, for him to get that deep ball off, the offense line's got to block well. And I think that's where we got the one up right now, our defensive line against their offensive line. But there's one matchup you got to watch for. Isn't Tunsil still there at Houston? Yes. You got Tunsil and Miles Garrett going at each other. One of the best left tackles and one of the best pass rushers going against each other. It's going to be a fun matchup. But I have a feeling the big the big person out of all this, this entire game, Bri, is Darius Smith. I think he's yeah. going to have the game that people would expect because I think they're going to try to double miles. And I think the rest of that defensive line is going to eat. And I hope they eat between him and JOK. I think that's where your big plays are going to come from on defense is right there. Zadarius Smith and JOK. And that's how it was in the last game we played him. Zadarius Smith had two sacks. So Miles Garrett didn't have any. Uh, and obviously that's because they're paying a ton of attention to Miles. But over the last month or so, Darius has maybe found his footing a little more. I don't know if he's just feeling more comfortable in the offense or getting more healthy, but uh, but he's starting to have more of an impact. So, yeah, that's a huge matchup. If Darius can get the pressure like he did last time, um, you know, that would just be unbelievable. You know, C.J. Stroud from the Ohio State days, he's not a super mobile quarterback, so he's going to sit in the pocket and wait for guys to get open. So there are opportunities there to uh to get some pressure on him so it's going to be fun to watch that battle uh i think to me the biggest the most concerning thing for me and maybe the biggest uh tipping point is going to be our tackles versus their pass rushers because um they didn't have them last game uh this jonathan grenard uh who had 12 and a half sacks which is Top 10 in the league with 12 and a half sacks. He didn't play last game. Their rookie sensation, Will Anderson. Yeah, Mm -hmm. third pick in the draft. They traded up to get, um, you know, you remember him from Alabama. He was just Mm -hmm. a a monster. He has seven sacks. So that could provide a little, uh, you know, a little bit of pressure to Joe Flacco. And, you know, Flacco's seen it all. He's gone against the best in the world over the last decade. But, uh, but yeah, that gives me some concern with our tackles and their, uh, their lack of experience. Um, you know, I just – I hope we have a plan in case they start really disrupting the game because I think they do that, you start turning the ball over. I think there's that – that's the blueprint for the Texans to win. I'm not so much worried about our defense, even though Stroud is a very talented quarterback. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in what our defense can do. But uh, but them getting the pressure on Flacco and you know you remember the first game against the Texans where he had time to sit back there and throw yeah. those deep balls to Mari Cooper. He yeah. might not have that time now. Um, so we have to adjust. 
Well, and that you know, at that point in time, bro, if he doesn't have that time, that's when Elijah Moore and the underneath David Njoku come into play, getting those guys underneath. Now that is if Elijah Moore Elijah Moore is okay with concussion and everything else, he is going to play. But just still, like you know, you got to get that underneath routes. You know, little Mari try to get deep, get on top of somebody. But if you can't, you got to have those crossing routes and little dump off routes underneath. And the thing that sucks for us right now, though, Bry, is we're kind of one dimensional. Um, our running game hasn't since Flacco's been here. Our running game hasn't been great. Uh, we've been trying to piece it together between Strong, Hunt. That was the other person that's on uh, questionable is Pierre Strong, Strong. Yeah. Um, you know, Ford and Hunt, and trying to piece that thing together just to get a few yards running to keep the defense honest. But it seems like it hasn't happened. But Craig brought up one of the best points here. We're playing in a dome, Bry. No weather. We're not going to be out in the elements. We're not going to be in a blizzard like Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to be uh, – it's going to be in a dome, controlled environment, and and that you can play fast. And what I like about that, got Mari Cooper. And I take Mari Cooper over anybody. The way he's played this year for the Cleveland Browns has been unreal. And now that we gave him some time off to get really healthy, watch out, Bri. It's going to be a big thing for us for Mari Cooper. Yeah, uh, I have no doubt Cooper's going to step up. The joke is going to step up. It's just, what else? If they take those guys away, if they do have Stingley firmly planted on Cooper um, and they know, hey, Flacco's safety blanket is Najoku, they take those guys away, what else can the other guys do? Because in the first matchup, Flacco completed 17 passes, or uh, 27 passes, 17 of those were to Cooper and Njoku. So he only completed 10 to everybody else, and nobody had more than two receptions that game. So we're going to need these other guys. David Bell stepped up. Even though we're not going to talk about the Bengals game a whole lot, he kind of stepped up and made some plays in that Bengals game. Um, So with said Tillman out, you're going to need more to make two, three plays. You're going to need Bell to pick up a couple first downs. and then, like you alluded to, this running game has got to be a lot better. And since we played the Texans last, it has gotten better. The Jets game, even though the numbers didn't look great, uh, I felt like Jerome Ford had some impactful runs. He's had some 10-yard uh, first-down runs, uh, some ones that you kind of remember. But with the Texans, we played them last time. I don't know if the Texans' defense is really that good against the run, but they shut us down. I think we had 30 carries for 54 yards so we didn't even get two yards to carry against them and i know we were throwing it at will and amari cooper was a madman but um but yeah that gives me a little concern yeah uh chris just asked is Elijah more ready and he is they he's not on the injury report he's not on the list he passed concussion protocol so he's ready so we'll see what happens um brian what is the one I know you talked about the defensive line. Is there one other concern you have about this game? As a Browns fan, you know, looking at this Houston team, is there one other concern you have besides the defensive line? Um, I guess it would be, um, you know, we talked Nico Collins, and, and yeah, I think we're going to be we're going to be well aware of what he can do and shutting him down. Uh, but his next go-to guy is Dalton Schultz, and um, you know, maybe I think the Browns have done better this year against tight ends, but in the past, 
you know, three, four years, the tight end position has just killed the Browns. So he's certainly a capable guy. Rookie quarterbacks tend to lean on their uh, tight ends quite a bit. So if he gets into open field or, you know, third and eight, third and nine, we can't be giving up these first down passes to him. Um, and I don't, he's not super explosive or anything like that, but before you know, he could have five catches for 70 yards, you know, like what the heck, you know, I thought we were doing a pretty good job against him. So yeah, being aware of him, I think Collins is for sure their first option. Schultz is their second option. So, uh, so we got to look, take him away and not forget about him. Yeah, I agree. And Schultz, we've been, we have been very good with the tight ends as of late. Like we've, it's, been kind of scary but that's also a detriment to our linebackers and our safeties stepping up and covering and also our slot uh cornerbacks at the time um we already said we weren't going to talk about cincinnati game because it really doesn't matter um brian let's get let's get some predictions what's your score prediction for this wild card game you know i'm confident and it sounds like every browns fan is confident and that gives me some worry uh, because I really think, um, you know, just where the level we're playing at, and I think the Texans are a good team, but uh, but they're still very young. So I have confidence that Joe Flacco has, you know, we talked in the past that uh, that he has more uh, more road playoff victories than everybody other than Tom Brady. Um, yeah. So he's certainly comfortable in this environment, um, <laughs> but it, it does give me cause for concern with these tackles and with their pass rushers. But I think at the end of the day, we'll be all right. I think the defense steps up. I think, uh, I think Stroud might get one big play, but, um, but other than that, we're going to kind of keep him under wraps. So give me the Browns. I'm going to say the Browns, we'll say 26 and I'll say the Texans. 17. All right. We had right now we had MC in here with 33 to 20. You had Craig in with 24 to 17, I believe. 36 33 from Justin. Uh, you're saying Flacco is going to throw for 400 yards. Um, <laughs> Bry, um, it's a it's a because that's what the, that was one of my Twitter polls is how confident are you as a Browns fan about this? Everybody, game? nobody's thinking like uh, there's even a chance we're going to lose. I I'm going to go with the Browns only because CJ Stroud is a rookie and we do have the best defensive player that is playing, which is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett needs to have a game, Brian. I know it's going to be hard for him to have a game, but just the disruption of Miles Garrett is enough. I'm going to go Browns twenty eight. And Houston, 21. All right, gotcha. So we'll see what happens on there. Um, Brian, you want to you talk a little food before uh, we get in our top three? Sure. All right. Hey, I don't have the sounder, but take a look at this, Brian. I did come up with the cover art. And it's time for... Fat Boy Thursday. All right. So, Fat Boy Thursday. <laughs> nice. You like that? It looked good, didn't it? I like it. Take a look at that. You got the chef knife there with some grapes and stuff and a little cutting board. You know? <laughs> so, for Fat Boy Thursday, we're talking two fork or two spoon is the question. 
And we came All up right. with some great ones. And the reason why I brought it up is there's a lot of food you eat with a fork, a lot of food you eat with a spoon, and a lot of foods you can eat with both. <laughs> and the first one that came in the Network 216 chat, Bri, was macaroni and cheese. Bri, how do you eat your macaroni and cheese? Now, do you use a spoon or do you use a fork? I use a fork. Um, I'm not opposed to using a spoon. And sometimes spoon makes a lot of sense, but pretty much always a fork. Okay. Everybody else has picked fork that has said that. I eat my mac and cheese with a spoon. I used to. When I was younger, I would eat it with a spoon. And it's not a terrible idea. But, you know, it just seems weird to me. I, it's probably a me problem. I don't see why you wouldn't. But uh, have you always done it with a spoon? Always done it with a spoon. Like, I even like the craft, because the reason why is I start stabbing stuff with a fork, and I only get right. like one or two on there with a spoon, you get at least a good, good scoop out of that thing. And especially oh, sure. if like it's cereal, if it's like a good uh, cheese, like the shells and cheese for Stouffer's, you know, what I'm talking about that mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you gotta get a spoon on that one. Uh, Bry eats his mac and cheese with hot dogs cut up in it. I'm sure he has. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, Justin's the culinary expert, so he is. Uh, yeah. He is. If now, he says that, I do it. Next one up on the list, Bry, mashed potatoes, fork or spoon? Fork, fork all day, and, and maybe just it's a just guy, right? Well, maybe I think that's just like the standard. I, I don't know. I feel like not many people eat it with a spoon, but and maybe I'm not many people. All right, next up on the list, Bry. The Uncle Ben's or Rice-A-Roni rice, fork or spoon? <laughs> You're going to hate me. Again, fork. It's just that. It's, a lot of it is just, uh, I think, what's acceptable, you know? Okay. I don't, I, I don't see many people eating it. If you serve it to your guests, you serve it with a fork. Um, I don't know. Are you, you tell me, are you spoon guy for these? I'm kind of spoon guy for these because I like the scoop. I mean, I don't want to... You know, like mashed potatoes, I can kind of eat with either one. But like Thanksgiving, you know, you got the gravy, you got the stuffing, you got everything else. I kind of, this is the fatness in me. I kind of corral everything with the spoon to get it to <laughs> one spot. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you just scoop and go. Um, but the reason why I brought this really up was for like the mac and cheese. Because like my right. kids will eat mac and cheese with either a fork or a spoon. And whether it's craft or you know, Velveeta shells or whatever it is. Like I've always used a spoon for mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. And then we also had uh, Mikey P. You remember Mikey P from uh, the yard dogs and all that? Oh, absolutely. He, he yep. brought up another question that I, I'm pretty sure we haven't discussed, but is cereal a soup? <laughs> Golly, my brain has never even gone there. So like because it's crazy, right? I'm very closed-minded. I would say no, and that's what I kind of figured. Like I, I don't think of cereal because it's a breakfast. I don't think of it as a soup. But then I, he said it. It'd and I'm be like, my favorite soup if it was. Uh, like, yeah, it kind of is a soup if you think about it. Even though it's a cold kind of soup, but it's still a soup. Sure. But like, how would you category oatmeal then at that point in time? Boy. See, these are the questions. These are the hard questions we answer here <laughs> on Fat Boy Thursday. Now, Brian, is there any other food? Now, give me some spoon foods that you do use spoon for. 
So like cereal, yes. It's boring, Obviously. yeah. Cereal, ice cream, yeah. I ice can't cream. think of any other uh, spoon foods. Like soup, baked beans as a fork. That's a good question. It's been a while since I've done baked beans. I would probably, if I'm getting it at like a uh, a picnic or something, yeah, that's fork. Okay. I'm not well, saying I'm yeah. right. I'm not saying I'm efficient. But that, like I said, I think that's just what people expect. So I just kind of do it, I guess. All right. It was just, it's just a curious question. And the other, the last question I have, and this got brought up today at work. Now, most Italian restaurant places that you go to, like Olive Garden and everybody else, they bring you right. out the spaghetti, they bring you out the side spoon. Now, do you mm -hmm. use the side spoon to do your swirl? Never. Or are you just, never. You just a swirl? Okay. You never. never I don't think, spoon. never once. I've seen other people do it and it makes sense. But yeah, again, never once done it. Okay. I've never done it either, but I kind of eat my spaghetti like a true fat ass because I don't even twirl. It's more like a scoop and trough. Like, you and know, just slurp it, slurp that, slurp shit that down. thing right in. Like it gets on my shirt, face. Like it, it, it gets real when I eat spaghetti. <laughs> Don't wear white to a no, Italian no, restaurant. Hey, I start laughing because I'm sitting here looking at it and I go, Should I put the bib on, honey? She's like, well, I'm like, I really like this shirt. I do not want to ruin this of one sitting. Then you get party. speckles like all over like your shoulders and stuff because the bib only covers here and then I, you slurp it up, it's still going everywhere. And then you get that one random, like, how did you get spaghetti sauce above your freaking eyebrow? Look at that. How'd you get it up there? And I'm you know, telling you, it'll ruin shirts. It's terrible. Oh, no. I hate spaghetti hey, sauce. I get the same way with burgers now. Like, I bite into a burger and it just slops out on the shirt. And it's like, well, screw me then. All right, here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Getting our Fat that Boy age. Thursday. I know. I know. That's our Fat Boy Thursday. Uh, tune in next week for a new one. All right, Brian, let's do our top three, and then we'll do trivia, and then I have a special treat for everybody as you get out here and do your honey-do list. And right. I got a little pregame from Clevelandology to watch. If, Brian, if you want to stick around and watch it, you can, sure. but it's a little hype video for the Browns. So, all right, Brian, our top three tonight is our top three Browns regular season uh, moments. Okay? Uh, I will go first. Uh, number mm -hmm. three for me is seeing the playoff sign held up in the air. Just knowing that we made the playoffs, Bry. Not had to worry about the last game. We locked into playoffs, all that. Number two was Jim Donovan getting to call the playoff winning victory. When Nathan Segura was saying the last time, Jim, that you said this, there was nobody in the stands. And now the stands are full. How about that? Browns made the playoffs. Jim Donovan got to call it. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. Do we, do we know? Is he going to Houston? I don't think he is, bud. He's been joining. He doesn't, he's he been doesn't just go to away game. games. He's been but, just going uh, to games. But he went to Cincinnati, probably because it's not a very far ride. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, you I, know, I wish, on how he's feeling. I wish they could find a way to let him just call it from being back home being at his house or something like that and just watch that would it. That would be awesome. You know, because there's always a delay or something on the radio <laughs> anyways. So, yeah, I think most Browns fans would probably prefer that rather than getting, like, a live call. And, Brian, my number one moment, and we haven't seen it since Josh Gordon, Amari Cooper going off for what he went off for. One hell of a game. Um, just seeing that, those are my top three regular season Browns moments. What about you, bud? 
All right. Um, I got my number three is uh, Flacco kind of taking reins of the team. You know, when we thought, uh, we thought, well, DTR's hurt. Deshaun's done for the season. You know, we don't know where the season's going. And then Flacco comes in here and just, it was, it was really, you saw glimpses of it in the Rams game, but we ended up losing it. But then, uh, then that next game, was it the Jacksonville game? Mm-hmm. Was that the next game that we won? Um, you know, you just started to buy back in. You started to believe it again, and it, and it started to give you hope. So, uh, so yeah, that was a big one. That was my number three. My number two, I'm going to say Najoku's performance against the Jets in the first half because I – he he was on his way to set records um, based on his first half, and he was just making play after play after play, and a lot of it after the catch. So it was just an unbelievable performance. And then my number one, I'm with you with Mari Cooper. It's a uh, it's a Browns record. It's never happened before. Uh, so certainly you have to give him his his due for that. Uh, let's see here. Craig said one for me was when they beat the Jets. Two would be beating the 49ers. Yeah, that was a good one, too. It's big. And three big. is when Nick Chubb came back and smashed the guitar against the Steelers. Forgot about that one, too. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bryce. So we're here. Let's finish up the trivia. You asked me the last time the Browns were the first seed in the playoffs, correct? First round bye. I don't, first round bye. First round bye. Before they used to have two teams that would get a buy, so I can't say for certain they were the first seed. Eighty-eight. Very close. Eighty-nine. Oh, shut up! You're right. Oh. It was you no. Know, you got to figure it was right around that time because because uh, they had some unbelievable teams. But eighty-nine, I, I can't remember. Maybe some of our older listeners might be able to refresh their memory. I don't remember what they did in eighty-nine. They didn't make it to the. AFC Championship, I don't believe. Didn't they get beaten in the second round? That would be I, – I guess that would be the, well, the only yeah, other uh, option. Obviously. If, if they sorry. didn't make it to the AFC – no, but you're right. But, yeah, so I don't know who they lost to or what the circumstances of it would have been a home game. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, I can't really look that up right now. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. Right. Somebody will. If you're curious, right. Google it. Hey, that's one hell of a trivia, bud. That's great. And Justin got it for 89. So there's nice. Drink well done. Trivia, right? Uh, right. He said that I think that was a game against Denver. Okay. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Maybe we just lined up with Denver in the second round rather than the championship. Maybe. All right, Brian, you got a honeydew list. Get the heck out of here so you can go do what you got to do. God bless everybody. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. Go Browns. Right, have fun on your trip, brother. I will see you on the other side. I'm going to play this hype video. And everybody, have a great Browns game on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. against Houston. Enjoy it. Lock it in. Have fun. The Browns are in the playoffs, baby. So let's do this. Let me bring up this video right here. God bless you. There it is, Bryce. See ya. There it is. Love that man. Love that big Bry. All right. Let's bring up the screen here. And here it is from CLEology. Have fun. I'll be sitting here with you watching it. Because.
it's going to pump you up. I don't know what to say, really. Either we heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. We can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. The Brooklyn Pops! The postseason is back in Cleveland! And Jim, three years ago, you made that icon. All the thing Missy is all of you. Well, tonight, everybody is here and this city get together season and the last thing in the Browns fan wants to see Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Oh boy. Go season ending surgery for a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. The Cleveland Browns season is a if there's any people listening to us, your season is done. It is over. I know the men in this room. I know what you're about. I know we're about that fight. This team's going to fight. What we do. This isn't the same. This team, they're never out of it. They all. But I gave you your chance to deliver. Now we.
Okay, looks like I had connection issues. So, guys, let's try this again. I apologize. Uh, let's try this again, and hopefully I don't have the connection issues this time. As I try to pull up everything, great. It's it's going great. There it is. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Justin. It's my fault. We heal as a team. We're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. That's it! The Browns are going to the playoffs! The postseason is back in Cleveland! And Jim, three years ago, you made that iconic call. The only thing missing is all of you. Well, tonight, everybody is here, and this city, get together, have fun, and celebrate. What a... The last thing any Browns fan wants to see, Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Making the announcement that Sean Watson is set to undergo season-ending surgery for a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. The Cleveland Browns season is over. They ain't nothing more than the New York Jets. There's any Cleveland people listening to us. Your season is, it is over. I know the men in this room. I know what you're about. I know the Fight. That's yeah. what we do. This isn't the same old round. This team, they're never out of it. They always believe. Yeah. Yeah. Get the dog in his yeah. yeah. Everybody get the dog in his head. I'm on my way. I'm coming. Don't. Don't lose faith. I know you've been waiting I know you've been praying for my soul Oh Oh Thirty years you've been dragging your feet Telling me I'm standing 30 years been claiming around this promising want you to feel earlier I know this hurts but I gave you your chance to deliver now it's my turn the early mornings the long nights but it's the moment right here through up and down left and right there's no water in our boat and we're going to take this boat the whole way. Yeah. So without further ado, I like to introduce Hope. What's my definition? 
definition of success. Listening to what your heart says. Standing up for what you know is. everybody else is. Years of searching, 30 years of hurting, 30 years of pain, 30 years of fearful, 30 years of anger, 30 years of empty, 30 years of shame, 30 years of broken, 30 years of anguish, 30 years of hopeless, 30 years of hate, 30 years of never, 30 years of maybe, 30 years of later, 30 years of faith, 30 years of hollow, 30 years of sorrow, 30 years of darkness, 30 years of hate, 30 years of baggage, 30 years of sadness, 30 years of stagnant, 30 years of change, 30 years of patience, 30 years of suffering, 30 years of torment, 30 years of 30 years of bitter, 30 years of lonely, 30 years of pushing everyone away. Till ever we fall, I know I can change. We are not enough, we are not the you don't have the strength, you don't have the will, you don't have the faith, you're never beloved, you'll never be safe. Might as well give up, never running away. You don't have the gun, you're the one afraid. I'm the one in charge. I'm taking up, I'm taking up. Reigns. Hello, is we are definitely uncorked, unloaded. We're out. See you guys next Thursday. By the way, go subscribe to Network 216. See you.